0: Our second reading for this morning is from the Gospel of St. John, the 14th chapter, and you can also find it in the middle of your bulletin insert if you'd like to follow along. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Abba, and God will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees the Spirit nor knows the Spirit. You know God, because God abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in God, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Here ends our reading. Brother John, of the Taze community of France, describes a fog that settles across the land and never seems to leave. It can be difficult, he says, to endure it for so long, that fog. When the fog does lift for a moment, the brothers can see the beauty of the land that they live in once more. The expanse of green fields, the old stone walls, the wonderfully blue skies. The fog doesn't stay gone. The moment doesn't last. But it gives those there hope to continue, reminded the reality of the beautiful land Remains. This is the breath that becomes our treasure, a moment to sustain us when the light seems dim. My partner David glows as he describes these kinds of moments of fullness. For him, it's usually when gathered with dear friends, embracing once more what it is to be human out of the ordinariness of life, moments of humanity, touching humanity, moments we have, and then forget again. But they are moments of the fire of life. We do long to be moved, to be connected, to touch something that matters, that makes us feel alive. To greet the searching that is within us. To recognize and honor it. Touching the life that has been beating throughout time. When it happens, it's as if a balloon has just been filled with air. The colors brighten. The fog lifts. And we find our place in the order of things. Our texts for this morning speak to the search for God and the longing to break through the loneliness, to break through the fog we experience in being human. I learned this week that the writer of our text from Acts was using a literary motif to transport us to Athens, that we would imagine ourselves seated beside those who have thought deeply, about God. I found myself easing into a sunlit corner in the square with glowing content. All of us gathered, suddenly no longer separated by time, but part of the community. There with the great minds, including Socrates himself. My searching parts at home with them, celebrating the Athenian spirit of curiosity. Sitting together, listening to Paul speak to those of us for whom God is an unknown, but who take the conversation seriously. A conversation alive also for the friends who gathered with Jesus as well. What will happen for them when he departs and the disorienting fog returns again? The search for God linked to the longing for home. Jesus says to them, I will not leave you orphaned, I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also live. And on that day you will know I am in God, and you in me, and I in you. To those who love one another, I will be revealed. In the loneliness of human experience, that thing that we cannot fully bridge, in the midst of that loneliness, the fog lifts, even if only briefly. And we are reminded of the life within us that connects us throughout all time. In the midst of a closed situation, as Brother John would say, a breakthrough happens. Through the one who gives us the bread of life as his departing meal, we are reminded as we take in the bread, we take in also the life that formed it. The moving air, the sun, the rich soil, the drops of water. The life of the seed is with us as we live and move and have our being. And so it is with one another. In the loneliness of being human, we remember the life that was carried within our fathers, within our mothers, their lives, carried within us. We remember the life that is within our children, their lives, carried within us us. On that day you will know I am in God, and you in me, and I in you. In the mountains of Mongolia, there lives a woman who is a well-respected shaman. My eyes met hers for the first time many years ago both of us having made a several days trek to arrive at an agreed upon ceremonial site. She appeared from around a corner, well-groomed in a pristine traditional green silk embroidered dress. She was beautifully feminine, with perfectly arched black eyebrows. This was all the more stunning as she would become inhabited by a big, smoking, boisterous male ancestral spirit during ceremonies. Before a final ceremony began, she arrived, she invited each of my colleagues and I, one by one, to come and ask her whatever questions we'd like. As she knew, as students, we were trying to understand her tradition and maybe a little something about ourselves, too. Questions about how she became a shaman, what she experiences, what she believes is happening, what she remembers after a ceremony, how she knows what she knows about us, strangers to her whether she believes in going to the hospital when she gets sick. One student would leave, and the interpreter would come out and encourage the next that it was okay to come. Taking my place in the room, she sat before me with attentive humility, honoring me even as she watched my projections wash over her. She received one question after the next until I had one more. How did she know who I was? How did she reach across culture, across language, across time, and see me? She didn't answer. She understood this was my searching for God my reaching out from the loneliness of human experience, from the inability for anyone to ever fully understand all parts of me, all parts of anyone, completely. Her response would come in ceremony. After the room filled with juniper-infused smoke once more, and the drumming and the dancing stilled, She called us each forth, offering a gift. She would give me strength, reminding me of a reservoir that had always been present, offering me a carefully folded package of the juniper. She would return me to my own breath. And having done so, she would forever be present each time I returned to that reservoir, as I breathed in the smell of juniper once more, as the thick fog lifted again. Her kind eyes, her manicured eyebrows, her encouraging, loving presence. Having found a way through to the reservoir once, knowing. It's possible to do it again. On that day, you will know I am in God, and you in me, and I in you. This is the fire of life. We long to be moved, to be connected, to touch something that matters that makes us feel alive to greet the searching that is within us, to recognize and honor it, touching the life that has been beating throughout time. And when it happens, it's as if a balloon has just filled with air, the colors brighten, the fog lifts, and there we find our place in the order of things. Amen.